Welcome to the Watching World Podcast, a podcast of Abundant Life. You can go to livingproof.co for anything Abundant Life. Next steps, different ministries, counseling services, what's going on, what's coming up, all different kinds of things, and then all the campuses as well. Again, livingproof.co. Well, as you know, here in the Watching World Podcast, I'm a big fan of books. And about 25 years ago, um, I was just a newlywed. And I'd gone to this thing called a PAO Outreach Conference, or it's a PAO Conference. It stands for Pro Athletes Outreach. And the very first session, there was a bunch of different speakers there. Ken Ham spoke, and a lot of different people spoke. But the very first session was by this couple named Les and Leslie Parrott. Now, understand, being a Les, I don't get to meet too many Leses, but when I met a Les and a Leslie, and then there's a Les in the audience, that's a lot of Leses. There's more Les in that audience than you can realize, of course. And then so we listened to them, and I found out just so many wonderful things at the front side of my marriage. And so I have been blessed uh, to to read a lot of Les and Leslie's books. And so we've had him on uh, my uh, a Facebook ministry called Fearless Men. He uh, so gracious with, with his time and expertise there. And now he's allowed us to come on here uh, together. And there's a new book he has called Healthy Me, Healthy Us. And it says featuring the Yada assessment. We'll ask him about that. So it's called, again, Healthy Me, Healthy Us. Your relationships are only as strong as you are. Now, <clears throat> Les is, excuse me, Les is a New York Times bestselling author, clinical psychologist. He's a professor of psychology at Northwest University. He's a speaker and a co-founder with, along with his bride, Leslie, of Center for Healthy Relationships. Many books, uh, Saving Your Marriage Before It Starts, Real Relationships, The Parent You Want to Be, Online Assessments, so many wonderful things. The website is lessandlesley.com. But uh, I love this book. I am continuing to read and reread this book. Every time I get a book, I have to get two copies because I mark it up with pencil so it can be erased, not pen, but pencil. But there's so much in there, I have to take my notes. So first and foremost, Les, I know you're busy. You haven't been feeling well. Thanks so much, man, for joining us. I know your schedule's crazy. Yeah, it's an honor to be with you, brother. I'm, I'm always happy to talk. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate that. And so I love this. There's so much. There's just so much. And we're going to keep this short. But this book unpacks the three hallmarks to personal health. Profound significance, unswerving authenticity, and self-giving love. I'm, I'm like going to have this book next to my bedside. So in no particular order, I'm just going to start asking you questions through it all. I'm going to let you take this where it goes. But in the introduction, there was a really cool quote that I found. And then I'm going to follow up with the question. Here's what it says, Les. Each moment of every day, you are moving either away from or toward the person God designed you to be. As a result, either your inner self is deteriorating into something unattractive or it's quietly becoming a work of art. You're either maximizing your moments or allowing them to slip by without notice. And I was just, those quotes just, that hit me like a ton of bricks. So let me ask you this question. I'll let you expound on that quote. What is a human being's biggest emotional need? Well, that's an easy one, and I don't think it's going to surprise anybody, but that's love. Um, we need uh, to know deep down in our bones that we're loved. We need to not just uh, have some kind of cognitive awareness of that, but we need to feel it and in our spirit that uh, we're profoundly significant. That's what the first section of that book is about. And, you know, there's therefore now no condemnation for those of us that are in Christ Jesus, Amen. right? Amen. And. And so that amazing grace that we've sung about if we go to church um, is something that has to be more than just words. It has to be something that's deep within us uh, that we feel it. And so 
that that's that's where that starts and that's that's why i love that quote i haven't heard that for a while um and uh did i write that or did somebody else write that? well i'll tell you you keep talking and i'm gonna go to that but i, I think it was <laughs> okay. you i think it was okay. you buddy <laughs> that's good i like it i haven't heard it for a long time um but yeah so you're moving in that direction that's and you by the way something. it was you okay <laughs> so you're, you're becoming something beautiful and no wonder i resonate with it um but uh, anyway you're becoming something beautiful or or you're becoming something that is just taking up space yeah. and so of course we don't want to do that but yeah that's the quick answer Love. Oh, that's great. And so uh, when I found this book, you actually had introduced me to this way back. It was almost been a year, maybe a year and a half ago. And and you and I were talking on the phone prior to and then after our recording for the Fearless Men Ministry on Facebook there. And you, you sent me the book so graciously. And, and I opened it up. And again, this thing hit me. I mean, I felt like Jesus was taking crow hops and hitting me with a two by four, except he was just doing it with love. And it took me back to about year seven and about year 15. We just had our 26th anniversary yesterday. And my best friend and man, I love getting older and spending time growing with my bride. But there was a season I wish I would have had this book. And I think it's a misconception when I do premarital counseling for other people too. It's that so many people seem like they want to get healthy in their relationship and just forget to get healthy themselves. Do you find that? Oh, yeah. It's it's the biggest misnomer. If this other person would shape up and fly right, we could have a great relationship here, right? We all yeah. project our own stuff onto other people. But the truth is your relationships can only be as healthy as you are. Mm -hmm. And therefore, the most important thing you'll ever do for your relationships is work on who you are. Absolutely. And that, that begins with some self-awareness. You know, you got to be aware of your own issues in order mm -hmm. to work on them. And then there has to be an openness of spirit, some humility, some sense of uh, uh, curiosity, like, how can I be better, right? Yeah. Um, and if you're doing it to, like, uh, get back at somebody or you're doing it to to prove somebody uh, wrong or whatever, you, you just can't, you can't heal and be right at the same time. Mm, man, that is so good. I hope people replay this one over and over. So for me in the entire book, there's so much good stuff. I mean, page after page for me, Les, is just dripping with the wisdom and, oh, I wish I'd have tried that, but better late than never. And I really want to dive into myself and you'll kind of find that and it, it's extraordinary. But the best sentence in the book to me, Les, was this. You wrote this, by the way. If you try to build intimacy with another person before you've gotten yourself before you've gotten whole on your own all your relationships become an attempt to complete yourself wow yeah and i would add on to that to make it a run-on sentence and they'll fall flat mm. uh because nobody can nobody can complete you nobody can make up for the things that you're lacking and as iron sharpens iron we help each other on the path to wholeness mm. but nobody can do that work for you ultimately that's what you do on your own with the work of the holy spirit in your life but I don't, I, I see so many people, and by the way, that, that sentence comes from, I've, I've probably said that sentence over a thousand times out loud to classrooms of students at the university, um, because Leslie and I, um, you know, used to teach this class, Relationships 101, and that mm -hmm. would be the very first night of the class was that sentence, and then we would take a week to unpack it, because mm -hmm. there's a lot of, but that whole idea of uh, thinking, Oh, this other person might be a, a shortcut to helping me be who I want. That's what that's what causes us to run into problems. It, yeah. it creates uh, 
you know, sometimes I call it an A-frame relationship where you have two people figuratively leaning in on each other. And, uh, you know, there used to be that big buzzword of codependency, and that's what that is. It's an enmeshed kind of relationship. But when one person stumbles in an A-frame relationship, the whole relationship comes down, right? There's yeah. no there's no individuation there's no there's no individual strength on that and so it looks romantic it looks cool it looks like it's wonderful but it's just not strong and so we've we've got to really realize that we got to be healthy to have healthy relationships that's amen. the bottom line amen so the book is healthy me healthy us your relationships are only as strong as you are by doctors less and leslie parrot so there was a another thing I love is that you this book is just laden with with great incredible quotes from famous people or maybe somebody you've never heard of in, in all walks of life. But one of those quotes was by author James Allen, who he said, and you put this in the book, people are anxious to improve their circumstances, but are willing or unwilling, sorry, unwilling to improve themselves. And I feel I feel like that was me twenty years ago. And not now, but 20 years ago. And I see a lot of young people like, I want this better house. I want I want to drive a nicer car. I want to get uh, more out of my job. And yet there's this bickering or there's not unity in the relationship or something along those lines. And so uh, it goes back to your point. Yeah. I, I was just recently counseling a guy who is uh, he's 60 years old. He just retired. He's got more money than he'll ever spend in his life. And he's got uh, beautiful cars and and wonderful homes um, and, you know, can do anything he wants. And I think he's realizing, yeah, I've created these incredible circumstances, but my relationships are hollow. I'm hollow. And uh, it's just real, you know, he's, he's kind of waking up from this, this dream that he thought was just going to be incredible and recognizing there's not much meaning to it. Yeah. And so I love, I love that. I quote as well that uh, we always think if we could improve our circumstances, uh, everything would be better. And of course, that's not the point. Yeah, it's not the point. And and at least in my case, back then, it didn't happen. My my circumstances of what I deemed were important, three out of four may be improved, but it didn't necessarily mean my relationship improved. And in some instances, it made me less aware of building into my relationship and and developing that. So um, love it. Okay. Um, another thing for me, a big issue for me was I'd suffered from a lot of father wounds, very abusive dad. And so I had to get through a lot of those. I got married when I was in my mid to late twenties. I was pushing 40, you know, close to about 38. So you're talking, you know, 17, 16, 17 years ago, still dealing with those father wounds because I wasn't embracing brokenness. And your title of chapter two is moving past your past. Can someone get really healthy if they haven't moved past their past? I love that question. Let me ask you, if you don't mind, turn the tables here. Please do. Interviewer. Uh, what did you do to lower your defenses to cultivate humility and go, oh, wow, I need to, I, I've got some wounds I've got to heal. What happened? What was the turning thing for you? Great question. And you can send me the bill. You have my address here. So um, <laughs> what had happened was I was, my wife has really strong gift of discernment. And she saw that I seemed like I was unhappy and my facial expressions, there was some negative talk. And one of the things you also talk about in your book is self-talk. And my self-talk was not positive. I was always beating myself up and I would pretend it was self-deprecating humor, but there was so much truth to it. Um, I was grumpy. I wasn't enjoying you know, my, my young family, my, my two kids were babies. My boys are babies at the time. And she said, what is going on? And I said, well, I, I need to step into some counseling and find out. And so 
once I realized that it was really harming my relationship, my wife saw it, and even my kids in the sense of why is daddy upset when I didn't think I was upset, everything I cared about, every one that I cared about, it finally hit me in the face one day and I realized I am not giving them the life they deserve and I am not happy with who I am. And when they see it consistently, it's time for me to get help because if I don't feel like I deserve it, I know they deserve it. And then finally, and I know this is not what, the... What did you, what did you do then to, to heal? Like, what, what was like, so you recognize it, you go, right. oh, okay, this is really impacting my relationships today. Right. And it goes back to my fatherhood wounds. Mm -hmm. Then what happened? Was it a long process? Was it was. Was it an overnight thing? Yeah, okay. it was a good question. It was a long process, number one. Number two, I had to step in to realize I was so angry and hateful toward my dad about what he did to my family that I had to step in and realize and do some research on what he went through as a kid as to why he acted out that way. I had to get yeah. in God's word consistently and continue to remind myself of who my identity was in Christ and that it wasn't okay to be beating myself yeah. up. I was believing lies versus God's truth. And so it did take a few years of consistent practice, but I had to be intentional. I had to really dig in and get after it, have some, get some help for myself personally, some help from my wife and I so she could be in the room and understand how to help me as well. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, yeah, to answer, I, I just love hearing those stories because that's a breakthrough, right? That's a, is, yeah. a generational change. You're, you change the trajectory of your life for your, the people you love the most. And and so many of us carry, we're all wounded, right? Nobody comes out unscathed from right. their own family. We all got wounds. It's a matter of degree. And so, and, and sometimes... Um, you know, I remember counseling another person that he just had no idea that his father was absent. He's like, oh yeah, mm. my dad loves me. Has he ever studied love you? Well, no, but I know. Wow. All right. Any, any kind of physical affection, a hug every once in a while? No, no, he didn't. he's not that kind of guy, you know? And then suddenly realizing, oh man, relative to other people, my dad didn't invest in me at all. Like and he was oblivious to it, and and is and is having a tough, a tough time, kind of coming to the place of recognizing I really got to heal these wounds because they're so buried. I've been in denial of them. But you're exactly right. You got to move past your past. That's why there's a whole chapter on that in the book. It's it's incredibly important. And if we don't heal those wounds, we just continue wounding other people. Yeah. That's right. And I was doing that as well. And, and again, I didn't realize it when I was buried in my own stuff. And so, okay, one more question. I want to be sensitive to your time. We're going to skip to chapter five and it says reading your social barometer. And you put two more quotes in there that were unbelievable. So the question is going to be, once I read these quotes, the question is, why is this reading your social barometer important? And why and when do we come, become socially insecure? But let me read these quotes. The first one was by Dale Carnegie on page 115. You can make more friends in two months by becoming interested in other people than you can in two years by trying to get other people interested in you. And then the one by Eleanor Roosevelt on page 120, no one can make you feel inferior without your consent. And yet so many people struggle with social insecurity. Why is that? Yeah, we, we all have this uh, idea that everybody's focused on us. And of course, if everybody's focused on, on me, right? If everyone's that way, that means nobody's focused on you, right? Yeah. Because we're all consumed with ourselves. Right. So there's something in the human nature that wants to build that up to think that, oh, people are really paying attention to me. There's been all kinds of interesting studies, like on even how people dress, like that uh, some studies have shown that, like, if you wore the same thing to the office every day, 
you know, five days in a row, mm. uh, the majority of people wouldn't even recognize it. And most of us think, <laughs> oh, people are going to really pay attention to my outfit, you know? Yeah. And so, so we have this illusion of, of uh, self-importance, but that's what causes that sense of insecurity that, that people are evaluating me. And the truth is, you know, uh, my, I remember my dad used to always say, let's don't forget the parties where you are. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it was his way of saying, "Don't give in to peer pressure." You know, this this is this is something that you create your own party. Don't don't feel like you have to 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 fall into the the temptation of, of pleasing other people in order to be accepted. Yeah. And so it's it's a re- it is a strong temptation for all of us, not just when we're teenagers, but but a long life's road because we we all want to be approved, we all want to be accepted, especially if we didn't feel like we got that. That's why the first section of this this book is on profound significance you got to get a lock on that mm-hmm. how profound significant you are in the eyes of god that's where it all starts and so i don't know how you do that um, other than just putting yourself in front of the lord and, and, and saying i need you i cannot do this on my own and to recognize this there's so much good information that that we can surround ourselves with to get that message and, and probably probably some of our listeners go to good churches where they hear that message, but it's just bouncing off their ears for some reason. And so you got to figure out why is it that I'm not absorbing this important message in life? Because when you do, it's revolutionary. Well, to our listeners, the book is Healthy Me, Healthy Us. Your relationships are only as strong as you are. We just barely even scratch the surface of scratching the surface. You need to pick up this book. Les, where can they find Healthy Me, Healthy Us? Yeah, I really appreciate that. They can go to lessandlesley.com. That's A-N-D, less and, A-N-D, lesley.com, uh, or at Amazon or any other places where books are sold. But uh, let me, can I just mention one other thing Please that might be do. helpful to, to folks? Uh, we have a, a new resource. It's completely free, and um, people can get advice on their relationships in little three-minute doses. And uh, we've pulled together. It's at loveology.org. It's a nonprofit. You don't even have to register. You don't have to give your email. It is chock full of over a thousand short-form videos, three minutes, uh, that answer relationship questions. By today's experts. So maybe you're having an issue on setting boundaries with your in-laws. Who better to answer that than Henry Cloud, who wrote the book on boundaries? Mm-hmm. Or maybe you're trying to dig out a debt and your spouse isn't with you. What do you do? Well, Dave Ramsey can address that. Sure. He's on there. And uh, maybe you're trying to figure out your love languages. We got Gary Chapman and, you know, just all, all the relationship experts we've pulled together, about a hundred of them, and it's continuing to grow. We're growing this uh, every month. And so, in fact, we need to get you on there one of these days. But this whole thing is, is completely free. Loveology, it's like psychology, but it's loveology.org, O-R-G, because it's a nonprofit. Yeah. Well, I'd be honored to do that. I'm humbled that you even consider that. And I want people to know Loveology, it's L-O-V-E and then ology. There is an E on the end of that, right? That's right. You get yep. some people with, you know, they get a little little touchy about how you spell it. There actually is an E on the end of that. So there's an E and an O together. Loveology.org is the place to go. And then you can go to Amazon and less and, A-N-D, lessandlesley.com for Healthy Me, Healthy Us. 
many more books in, in that loveology.org. What an incredible wealth of information and help and an incredible resource for your marriage. Les, thank you so much for joining us, man. This One of these days, I'm going to buy you coffee and then lunch and then dinner because that's how much I need to pick your brain about just all the wealth of you and Leslie and all the stuff you know. Um, I, I am so <laughs> thankful to know you and, and that you've been out there to help so many people. I will take that up, uh, uh, that offer up. Uh, when I'm in Kansas City, because my favorite restaurant in the world is Jack Stack Barbecue. Oh, you will fit right into my family, my man. Now, <laughs> now I've got an excuse to to pick up the tab, so don't even try it. Thank you, Les. I hope you feel better right, soon, buddy. All right. Thanks so much. You Good got it. You. Take care, Les. Well, that was Les Parrott, um, not feeling well, and yet still coming on with us and uh, sharing. Again, the book is Healthy Me, Healthy Us. Your relationships are only as strong as you are. I remember going down uh, the down the steps when I was at the PAO conference. Again, this this dude that has not been married very long, and my young wife, who I don't even know what to say. Yeah, she had turned twenty by then, and I was twenty seven. And uh, we're we're walking in. I'm thinking, okay, relationships. I really want to get a hold of this, but I thought I kind of knew. And when Les and Leslie talked, and it was audience involvement, I mean, it was it was amazing. And I've been reading their books and their resources, and I've reached out to Les, and, and he and his bride have been so gracious. But go to that loveology.org, remember, .org, not com, .org, it's a nonprofit. But like he said, over 100 videos, pick a topic, Henry Cloud on boundaries, Gary Chapman on the love languages. There's there's so many, uh, the finances, Dave Ramsey, so many uh names and authors and pastors and specialists that you would would recognize and remember. And they're three-minute little snippets. And here's the best part. It's free. Who doesn't love free? So again, you can also go to Les and Leslie. That's A-N-D, lessandlesley.com for more. One more time, the book, Healthy Me, Healthy Us, relationships are only as strong as you are. And if you're if you're using that resource, but you want something in person, maybe you need some one-on-one or some couples counseling, or you just want to go through D1, or you've done D1 and you want to go through D2, you want to serve, you want to know what your next steps are, you need prayer, you want to talk about salvation, baptism, anything, we can help you here at Abundant Life. Just simply go to livingproof.co for that and more information. So on behalf of Les Parrott, I'm Les Norman. Thanks for listening today to the Watching World Podcast.